Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today is episode number 343. And John, who is jet lagged, just back in from Europe, he is going to be following my cue. And I'm going to be doing a podcast companion piece to a blog post that I recently published that was essentially started out as a commentary piece on an article in Fortune called The Great deceleration and turned into a complete analysis of the real estate market as it currently stands. I did a lot of really cool things. What I'm going to tell you, the whole point of this entire podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is to help you future-proof your marketing for the next couple of years. I'm going to give you enough data and insight that you're going to walk away from this podcast understanding what you might do with your marketing dollars over the next couple, uh, two years or so inside real estate. So before we get into that, though, um, my amazing co-host, who may barely be able to string a couple words together due to his uh, his harrowing traveling uh, adventures, needs to introduce himself to anybody that might be new to the show. So Jonathan, without any further ado, why don't you go ahead and do that? Thank you, Robert. I had a bit of a wander in Europe. Paris, Porto, Portugal, UK, Sweden, back to America. Horrendous. Uh, um, the, tra- the, pl- the cities were lovely. The, ho- the airports were not. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm really looking forward to this topic. I'm gonna, I, have, I will have some thoughts. I, I will keep them slightly under control in the last week's episode. I was a bit wild there. Back, back over to you, Rob. Okay, perfect. So without any any um, further ado, you could you could Google Fortune Magazine, The Great Deceleration, and you'll get the article that, that I am talking about. Okay, so first and foremost, if you want to do some additional research. So what's the premise of this article? So the premise of this article, basically, and I'm going to summarize it for everybody who's listening to the show. There are numbers, statistics that basically say the following. Home prices will remain high until the end of the year. But due to unarguable economic elements, which I'm going to list off for you in detail right now, it's clear to see that we're hitting a great deceleration and that behind this deceleration, there's going to become the adjustment in the housing bubble that has been due for a very long period of time. So here's the numbers. Home prices over the last two years are up by 34%. Interest rates in the last five months have risen by over two points. They're scheduled to rise by nearly a point um, in the next 24 hours. And in the next five months, it would be shocking. Well, they did, didn't they? Yesterday, it went up by 75 points. 75, so not 90. They were thinking it was 90, 90 basis, like a ninth of a basis point. So that's good. That's good that, it, that they... That the biggest, they biggest increase in 40 years in one up. And and not the biggest that they were considering. So I'm glad that they that they kept it at that level, at that at that basis level. So April and May, um, April and May sales t- statistics clearly indicate a market slowdown. Okay, the sales are basically down. As a matter of fact, sales are down so much that for the first time in two and a half years. Actually, the numbers that I saw when I did when I researched on Zillow updates and Zillow market reports, believe it or not, for the first time in five years, 
we're seeing an increase in, in the available home inventory, 30,000 homes in April versus March of 2022. That is the first time we have more inventory rather than less in five years. So here's the simple economics part. So I said that I would share the simple e- economics part. Here's the two elements that you really have to pay attention to. Number one, Moody's Analytics says that 96% of all regional housing markets are overvalued. Now, where is Moody's pulling that kind of data from? Like, is it just a, a bullshit statistic or is it something that we should be paying attention to? So here is my answer to that. Home price growth of 34.4% in the two years, the last two years, needs to be compared against the 7.6% in wage growth in the same period. Now, why is this important? It doesn't matter where you are, what's going on. Usually somewhere between 25 and 45% of all home buyers are new home buyers. New home buyers have to have the ability to either afford a mortgage payment or set money aside to create a down payment. So when they're losing 25%, of their net relevant value, this is when we start seeing inflation climb, and this is when home prices become unattainable, and this is when the Fed absolutely positively raises the interest rate. And guess what? They're going to continue to do it ad nauseum until inflation slows down. So we may not have seen the last of the interest rates going up. This may just be the beginning of a long cycle as the Fed attempts to um, curtail what is absolutely out of control inflation. Everywhere that you look, everything that you look at, all the way from Teslas, all the way into your utility bills, everything is climbing by 10. Like we're saying the consumer, which leads me to the next thing. So in the last quarter, What were the specific numbers? The consumer price index is where you go to check how much things are costing. And the last year, that's the last 12 months, the overall increase in cost of goods and living expenses has been 8.6%. That's the exact number according to the consumer index. But certain places will be inordinately impacted because fuel increased by 106%. That means that places like California, where I live, are inordinately impacted. I know people that are spending $600 to $1,000 a month on gas, and they used to spend a third of that. That is not a small increase. That is saying that you took on an extra mortgage payment or an extra car payment. Gas piped in is 30%. Used cars and trucks, again, relevant to places like California. 16% increase. Food at homes, 10% relevant everywhere. Food away from the home, 12% relevant everywhere. So this 8.6% number needs to be averaged out. Some places like California are absolutely experiencing a seismic shift in our ability to purchase a home. And where we want to purchase a home, if people are considering purchasing homes right now, Get used to the idea that if you live and work in California, that you're going to get more and more inquiries for people that are going to try to live close to where they work. The numbers are so big now. Like if you can save $1,000 a month on your commute, 
a lot of people that bought in the outer regions of Los Angeles County or in counties that are neighboring to us, such as San Bernardino County, Pasadena, they're going to be moving in closer to downtown LA because they really literally cannot probably afford the thousand extra dollars to drive from their remote location into California proper. So all of these factors are coming into play when we start talking about the housing market. There is no doubt that the great deceleration has truly actually started. The numbers are unarguable and they are rock solid. Another number for everybody who's keeping track is first-time home buyers decreased from 45% in 2019 to 27% in 2021. Now, that would normally be unsustainable except for the relocation trends that have been happening, which is what ended up making um, that huge amount of people that used to buy homes not as relevant because people that owned homes already were driving the relocation craze. They already had homes for the most part. So there wasn't this thing that was saying, oh, we're going to we're going to be a new time, first time home buyer. This was, um, this was something different. So we experienced a once in a, like probably like many of us have never seen a shift like, like this in our entire lifetimes. I don't know that we ever will again, people moving to and from different States, you know, being remote workers. And now finally in California, there, there are, uh, employers who are actually starting to say, oh no, we've got to, um, you've got to be living here where, where your employer is, which is once again, going to start to create a lot of a seismic shift and might once again be like artificially inflating at least a percentage of the real estate market. So once again, we can survive that 25% uh, new home buyers as opposed to 45%. The only reason we've been experiencing such an incredible real estate market is because so many existing homeowners have been moving all over the place, just all over the place. If that wasn't present, then we absolutely positively wouldn't be seeing the kind of real estate market that we're seeing right now. So I'm going to say, so there's a point to all this. It's not just data. It's not just random data because the last piece of this is now we get we start moving towards making predictions. All right, um, I've had to get this up for my groups, and and it's going to be connected to the title of uh, some of the. So I I've done a title on my various forms of marketing that is like, um, actually, you know what, John. Let's do this. I froze again. Let's go to break a little bit early, 30 seconds early, and I'm going to come back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 343 of the Mail Right Podcast. Uh, today, we are talking about really what we're talking about is how, with the right information, you can make major decisions about your marketing 
and predict where the marketing is going. Now, I've spent the first part of the episode giving you a lot of data that we got from Moody's Analytics, that we got from Zillow Update, Zillow Market Reports. Zillow has three or four different uh, data data analyzation elements to its company. And I checked most of them as in order to do the research for my latest YouTube uh, video. This particular video that I produced, by the way, John, is one of my more widely engaged, more popular videos that I've done anytime recently because I, I think because I did do all of this research. So you guys have got the idea. The headwind is coming to an end. But does that mean for those of you who are listening that your real estate, like that everything is done? No, absolutely. It doesn't like that. You're not going to sell any property or that you're not going to sell any property in California. No. What it means is as follows. Likely, you're going to see prices maintain themselves for another six months. You probably have through the end of 2022 where homeowners who are sitting on a home that they're trying to sell aren't going to budge on price. Okay, They're just going to keep the price the same. They don't want to start giving up some of their perceived profits. However, it is it is literally impossible for most marketplaces to maintain the 25% overvaluation that Moody's predicted. Not because it's like an ethical thing or that it's, it's a murky thing. It's not murky. We can't have people entering the real estate market. It becomes impossible when you remove that 45% of people that we count on to be first-time homebuyers, to get into the real estate market, then buy and sell and buy and sell, which propels so much of the real estate market. You can't sit here and look at that particular group of people and say, oh, by the way, what you're trying to buy is 35% more expensive than it's ever been. Your wages have only risen by 7%. Cost of living has risen by 8%. By the time it's the end of the year, probably 16%. So when you do all the math and numbers, there'll be very, very, very few people that can afford homes at the prices that they're being marketed at right now. Very few. Think of, think of it as this. If statistically, probably about 11% as opposed to 45%. You'll, so you'll be eliminating 35% of your new home buyers. So by the end of this year, we're going to have a come Jesus moment where a lot of people who've been in the market for a while who are having a hard time selling homes right now, they're going to give it up. They're going to start lowering prices and eventually prices will find a sweet spot where these people whose incomes are under siege will finally be able to buy. My prediction is that we're going to give up that 25% and more. Unless inflation gets under control, there's almost no other result. So finally, how do you protect yourself in this market? Especially as it comes to real estate lead generation. All right. So here's a really disappointing piece of information. I just got off the phone earlier today with a guy that had been spending $1,800 a month with Zillow. And he has gotten one, maybe two calls a month for the last six months. He's gotten zero deals, none, not one, not even something that looks like it might turn into a deal, nothing for six months, maybe a total of 10 leads. You're going to see a lot of that happening. He's now spent $9,000 on marketing with zero, like less than a zero result. And many of you are already noticing 
the same thing. So how do you, what do you do with your marketing dollars? So you've got two choices, in my opinion, two or three, actually. You pull your market, your money out of marketing, especially direct marketing. Now that, that is a really rock solid choice. Direct marketing where the idea behind direct marketing is this. I have $5,000, I spend it somewhere and I get a deal at some point and I get my, I get $10,000 in commission, right? When direct marketing starts to fail, and I mean, I'm talking like zero return on investment, you can't go more than 90 to 120 days before you are digging yourself a grave. You must be turning a, a conversion or thinking that you're going to turn a conversion. Now, if you're getting warm leads and they just haven't converted, that is completely different than saying you don't think you've gotten anything at all. You need to turn it off. You can replace it with the following. You can either stay out of the market, save your dollars, count on referrals, lower your marketing costs, or you can look long-term. Now, there's many ways to go in long-term. You can, you can do the stuff that John and I propose, own your own website, do SEO. Uh, there's other ways, though, too. It's not a one-trick pony. You can do direct mail. Okay, this would be a great time to start a direct mail campaign. You can also do door knocking, phone calls. You can go back to the old school methods, which almost always work because a lot of like a lack of movement inside the real estate market is going to be fear. Getting on the phone or knocking on a door and talking to somebody about listing their house now would be an incredibly good thing to do because there's so much obvious market signals that say everything I just shared with you is probably true. You've got a limited window where your price on this inflated price in your home is even remotely possible. Right now is the time for people who are sitting on a home that think that they want to sell. Between now and the end of the year it is the only time that they're going to have, most likely before their home prices start to collapse. Now, if they're going to hold for 10 or 20 years, they're fine. There's nothing to worry about. That's great. But if you had any intention in selling the next five years, you better get off the stick and do it now. You will literally give up like 20 or 30% of your value of your home if you don't do that. And if those of you who are listening who are realtors are not calling and emailing and messaging every single client that you have and just educating them, letting them know in general, you've got this little window. If you want to act, now is it. Now, if you're a long-term person with a single family and it's the family home, of course, you do not need to sell your home. Of course not. But if that's not who you are and you are thinking of selling or you're thinking of moving or work seems to be headed in the, in the direction of moving you back from the office into wherever you work from, like you can't work remote anymore. If any of that is part of the picture of your clients, you need to be really figuring out a way to reach out to them any way that you possibly can. If it was me and I was, I, this would be the time, even if I was, I am always a digital guy, always, always, always. But right now I would queue up a phone list and start hammering out calls. I would want to make sure that every single person on my hot, like my warm real estate list had heard from me because even the ones that don't buy or sell anything from me right now, those people will remember that you got on the phone with them. And they will remember that you are the person to tell them this 
incredibly important information. And maybe I'm off, maybe the months are off, or maybe I'm six months here, wrong here, but I, the numbers are undeniable. We're not wrong in general. Maybe the timeline is a little off. Maybe instead of six months, we extend the pricing bubble for another tw- like year. But legitimately, it can't go on forever. It's got to end, and it's probably coming into an end soon. So what are some other strategies that you could try? Now would be a great time to do SEO, to, to focus on video marketing and the things that John and I have talked to for about forever. Now, why do I say that? Why am I saying this is such a good time? Because ladies and gentlemen, even those of you who have not had uh, a completely destroyed direct advertising campaign, there isn't a single person watching or listening to the show who is doing direct advertising that hasn't watched majorly reduced results. How's this for me pretending like I'm Johnny Carson? Here's an envelope. I rip it up. Read your prediction. You know what? I bet you all of you have seen a 30 to 50% decline. How did I do? All right. All of you, everybody. So with that 30 to 50% decline, and that's the ones who are doing good. You're doing good. Many of you have seen down to zero. So what do we do? We, when we have, there's no, you're not losing any money. The whole reason to do short term and not long term is because that short, like sickly sweet production, you need it for your teams, you need it for yourself, you're used to it. Why not? Direct advertising works. I get a two to three one return on my money. It's just, it's just like, you know, it's just like farming. I feed it into the land and I get the growth. There's so many reasons, right? But when all of that's not working, take that off the table. Your excuses for long term are almost completely eliminated. Now is the time to do long term. Your money's not working for you elsewhere. So why not? At a minimum, you don't need to hire me and John. He might disagree, but you don't need to hire me and John. Go out and start doing video. Go out and buy yourself a big email list and start reaching out with a high value newsletter to your audience. Start thinking long term with strategies that you own. Now, direct mail is not my favorite, but it's better than nothing. And this would be the perfect time because you're not likely to get a result for with direct mail for 12 months anyway. So you're not getting results here and you're not getting results here. So this is the perfect time to do something where 12 months from now, when the market is kicking back up again, your direct mail campaign will be kicking in for you. So fantastic. Same thing with SEO. Same thing with all high content driven strategies, such as getting reviews on your hyperlocal profile, like all the things that you've been putting off and all of you have, every single one of you that's listening to the show has been thinking to yourself, ah, you know, that's a great idea, but I'm just so busy. It's just the busiest market that I've ever had in my entire life. I'm so busy. Well, guess what? Y'all aren't busy anymore. A lot of you, a lot of you have watched a 30 to 50% reduction in your schedule. Now, some of you are still running off the heat of the market. I do have a, I do have some clients that are like they're, they're, it's not universal. The hyper luxury markets are still performing incredibly well and they will because they're a little bit more resistant, but those mid and lower tier markets, no way they are. They're already feeling it. You're already feeling it. I almost guarantee it. So that this is the time. You, you're never going to get a better time in your entire career. Please stop sitting on the sidelines if this is an idea for you. Anything long-term, anything content-driven, anything where you own it, 
anything where you've been you your one reason for not doing it has been how busy you are with these direct marketing strategies this is the time to recreate your marketing mechanism from the ground up really incredible real estate agents are going to transform their career right now they're going to they're going to make more money make more great decisions more great long term prospects now you can get off the tit of the production those of you who made your money made a ton of it and i commend you reinvest it wisely into like long term strategies that you own that that's my that's my shtick john and you can tell as usual i sorry guys john was tired and i'm hot on this one so yeah. i just wanted to get it out i've gotten it out yeah i, I agree with you. um it's going to be really interesting to see where this market goes i i thought I thought a 30% correction was more than likely. I actually think in certain areas, it's possible to go deeper than 30% actually. Um, I think there's certain areas, certain regions. The other, the only, the only variable really is that a lot of people bought second home, second, third, fourth homes. Um, how they, you know, a lot of people got checks from the government, substantial checks where they bought other properties. Other people borrowed, borrowed short-term money. They they are going to be squeezed by their bank, you know, Um they're on a variable interest rate. They're going to feel it. These not corporate investors, not hedge funds, but they're two between two and four homes. Are they going to dump? Are they going to start dumping some of these properties? Are they going to get the wind up their bum and they're they're going to start to dump, especially? in areas where there's been a lot of wholesale buying, like I understand the Phoenix area, certain parts of Florida, certain parts of Texas. Um, there's been a lot of buying, and it's not people's start, starter homes. These are, you know, investors, basically, you know, 40% plus of the homes on the market have been bought by people that got two to three or four houses. Um, that's going to be an interesting variable. I, But how it all plays out, um, I think the banks, to some extent, are protected. They, they're going to win either because, you know, they've got sustain. Unlike last time, they have got 25, 30% deposits out of people, um, they're, they're not going to get hit, you know, and that's basically all the government cares about, is the banking system going to get wiped? If it isn't, they're prepared to let the pain spread out a bit. Um, it It's just going to be really interesting, Robert. Interesting is probably the wrong word because if you're in the eye of the storm, there's going to be nothing interesting about it. Sure. I, I, 
I agree with that, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, an interesting, and I'm probably reading into your tone a little bit. And yes, I think that there's a lot of homeowners and a lot of people that are going to be put into a real bind by a current economic situation. But I am going to stand by. I have personally been waiting and waiting and waiting mm. as this this market bubble elongated and elongated. And I've been waiting to be able to have these conversations with real estate agents right now. We've got a yeah. very long runway, so things will bottom out, and then they'll, they'll pick back up again. We have a very long runway before direct marketing is working the way that we want it to work again. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Like So for those of you – and I'm not cheering anything on. Like I'm really no. not. I'm not saying, oh, no. I've been waiting for the destruction no. of marketing or no. other real estate marketing companies or anything. I didn't like get that. I didn't get that sense at all. You know, this is the time. This is the time, folks, to really build your evergreen content. The content. This is the time to invest in a website. This is the time to build some really good evergreen content on the website and on your social media plat- platforms. This is the time to build some content that will feed leads for six months, 12 months, for 18 months, that will you'll get a four, six, eight, ten times return on your investment. This is the time not to get totally depressed and not bother doing anything. This, But on the other hand, you've got to keep control of your costs. You know, you've got to be able to pull in a bit. But you should have made those that just went on a spending binge. You know, you're gonna you've got a problem. But those of you that saved some of your money, um, that you know were agent in two oh eight, you know, saw what happened. You should have realised that a market cannot go up by 25%, 20%, 25% year after year. It, it's a bubble. <laughs> um, you, should, you, let, you should have gone through the 208 and saved some money. I have. I'm sure Robert has. Uh, um, so, you know, you've got to pull in a bit. But it's not the time to sit on your backside because those that invest wisely – um, when you know, I think we're in a sh- we're going to have a real sharp decline, but I don't actually. I think, I think it's just difficult. But you know, it, there will be some stability at some stage, and then a lot of buyers are going to come into the market when they see the prices level out a little bit. Um, so there will be activity out there. So don't don't get disheartened. That's my spiel, Rob. Um, and and I think that we've probably covered it pretty good. But I'm I'm going to say this. I am not really going to like. Hey, there is um, there is no there's no version of of this. So I think that many of you still have, like, I totally agree with John. Hopefully you learned if you've been a vet for a long time, you should know, should have known this is a bubble and you should have known it was going to come to a screeching halt that you wouldn't get a lot of notice and, and then it would. And many of you have already experienced the screeching halt part. 
Some of you, though, are still in faltering markets that are slowing down slowly. Take this time to plan accordingly. I will say that. Not everybody has had a start and stop. Some of you, many of you are still watching, watching so much built up momentum that maybe you're watching rec- reduced activity, but you're not out of activity. You're just so plan accordingly. Like look at like look at your future marketing expenses, especially in the direct marketing area. Eliminate them. Think about either saving that money or repurposing it into long-term strategies, assuming that you can afford to do so. Making making the assumption that those long-term things might not give you an immediate return because they probably won't either. What they will do, especially if you own something, is give you normally you gotta decide between, oh, I can get a three-to-one return, but it's immediate or immediate-ish. Or I can get a long-term return, but I won't see it for a year or two. It's, it's a nasty like balancing act for most of you. But now it's not that. You will not see a short-term return. 80% of you listening to this show are not going to see a short-term return. So now is the time to go, oh, okay, well, maybe you either save it, like John is like saying, net like plan, or you can invest it if you think you have the wherewithal. And those of you who are really clever, I have been – John is right. I've been saving some capital, putting it aside. This is the rainy day, like not yet, not quite yet. I'm probably got another three or four months before I'm really super excited about things in in a number of different ways, but I've got money set aside to invest. Like this is the time I've been waiting and I may wait until the beginning of next year as, as home prices start to decline. So I will hit the market right when it's at its weakest. And I've been waiting. I've been staying out of this madness in any number of ways, digital marketing madness, people bidding up keywords madness. I've been staying out of it. Like all in all the ways, it's just so frothy. You knew the merry-go-round was going to come to an end at some point. It hasn't come to a complete end for a lot of you, but it is the merry-go-round is no longer spending madly. That is for sure. Almost anywhere that you look. So for those of you listening to the show, thank you for giving John and I your ear. We're going to wrap it up, but we're going to just leave this with you and say, please do yourself a favor. If you haven't been thinking about it, plan ahead. You, we've given you, we've given you the. Oh, we've given a load of advice over the six months to year, haven't we? You know, you only have to listen to all the all the prior shows. We're given a clear roadmap about the different areas where you can build value that will pay a lot of dividends, but not straight away, though, will they, Rob? Correct. You yeah. know, I, you really, all, all you have to do is watch the videos or, what, or listen to the podcasts for the, you know, choose which titles appeal to you. I think we're given a very clear, you know, free roadmap where you you would go to certain coaches or trainers in the industry and they would charge you a lot of money for the things. And Rob's got over, you've got almost 16 plus years. I and mean, yeah, I've been at it for about five years now, five or six years. Uh, but, you know, I think we're given a load of value the last year. You know, just listen to the podcast. We're giving you plenty of ideas that you can do yourself, haven't we? True. No, we really have. Um, if John, if somebody wants to reach out to you and, and connect, how would you like them to do that? I'll just go to the Mel Wright website, have a look. You know, you can book a, a chat with me or Adam. Um, 
if you just want some advice, I'm more than happy. Just book something and... You know, I'm not expecting you to purchase from from us. We'd love it if you decided to do that, but you know, I'm not expecting it. And I'd be more than happy to give you some roadmaps about what I think. And I'm sure you're the same, Rob. You know, you're more than happy to give somebody some uh, some free insight, and hopefully they come back and some stage buy from you. You know, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, if anybody would like to, we're we're at the tail end of a massive site redesign at inboundrem.com. I can't wait to officially announce it. Probably going to be done in a week or two, but we've got, we are, in the meantime, all my content is still on InboundRM. It's going to be easier to access when I finish, finish the redesign. I'm going to have lots of things to announce. Going to be moving forward with a lot of different things. But check out the old site so that when the new one hits, you can tell me what you think. Yeah. 